Be delighted this holiday season at Ice and Lights, the winter village at Cameron Run. Just minutes from Old Town Alexandria. Stroll through the park and enjoy winter photo ops, light displays, hot chocolate, and a warm treat. The winter village offers playtime for the entire family. Extend the magic of the holidays by visiting early, starting November 17th. Get your tickets now at CameronIceandLights.com. That's CameronIceandLights.com. There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat, or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Lord, feed us with your word. That's the bread of life. Father, we need you just like these fish need this water. Father, and we say today, feed us with your word. Give us nourishment with your word. Give us comfort with your word. Give us direction with your word. And it's in Jesus' name. Can I ship this atmosphere, please, and get everybody to give God five seconds of glory right here? Please, come on. Come on, we honor you, Jesus. We bless you, Jesus. Come on, 915. We give your name the glory. We say hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Would you slap your neighbor, high five, say church brings change. Church brings change. The name of this series that we're in, y'all, is called Represent. We're saying it like that on purpose so that you can see the distinction in the compound word. Re means again, and present means to introduce. So we've been reintroducing some topics to you. So well, last week we started with the Jesus you never knew. Today's topic is church brings change. Can I get you to say that with me? Can I get you to say it like a big old army? Church brings change. There's a variety of narratives, beliefs, thoughts, and conceptions about church which aren't biblical, and many of them are just plain wrong. So let's represent them. Here's number one. The church just wants my money. Wrong. I got my buzzer. Somebody say that's wrong. Uh, you don't say that about anything else. You've never driven up to McDonald's and say they just want my money. You've never driven up to Walmart and say they just want my money. You've never gone to JCPenney's and say they just want my money. The people who call you and only call you to get some money because they need something from you, you never say they just want my money. Watch this. In Matthew 6.21, Jesus says that he follows our treasure to track our heart. So based on what you do with your money, where does it say your mind is? All right. Watch this. Here's another thing. Uh, I don't need to go to church to love God. Somebody say, that's wrong. Luke 4, 16 says Jesus was at church faithfully and served. So what exempts us? To my digital family, your service in your share. But somebody say, that's just plain wrong. All right, here's the third thing. I don't get anything out of church. Buzzer. Somebody say, that's wrong. Uh, what's this. Uh, harvesters who apply the messages are seeing results. I need you to know you're sitting next to somebody that's seeing some results in their life. 
James chapter 1 verse 22 says, don't just be a hearer of the word, but be a doer of the word. Watch this. If you only hear it and don't do it, you deceive yourself. Many people will accuse God of not doing what God said he would do, but the reality is, is you didn't do the part you're supposed to do. Before God ever steps in, you got to bust a move. And I wish you knew you were sitting next to somebody, watch this, that ain't just going to be a talker, but for the rest of their days, they're going to be a walker. And in this fourth quarter of this year, 2019, they're going to see God do more in these last three months than they saw in the first nine. I wish I could get somebody on your road and say, I'm a doer, I'm a doer, I'm a doer. All right, here's, here's another thing. Let's represent something because there's a lot of misconceptions about church and God. So here's another one. I have church hurt. Buzzer! Touch your neighbor say, that's wrong. A person hurt you and you did not die. And can I be honest with you? Sometimes we need hurt so we can see him. I wish you'd stop being mad at the stuff that made you pray. I wish you'd stop being mad at the stuff that made you fast, the stuff that made you give. Here's what's funny to me is I never heard of work hurt. I've never heard of that. You know why? Because let's just tell the truth. When people say, I got church hurt, what they're really saying is, I'm holding God responsible for the actions of a human being. And I don't do it in any other context except with church. I wish you would touch your neighbor and say, there's no such thing as church hurt. No, a person lied on you. A person did you wrong. And guess what? You're still standing after everything that person may have done. I need you to realize some of the greatest uh, assets you have, watch this, is not the people that are always for you, but sometimes it's the people that are against you. Come here, David. It was Goliath that made David king. Come here, Jesus. It was Judas that made Jesus king of kings and Lord of lords and the great I am. Can I tell you, sometimes we need hurt. Can you say, Lord, thank you for my hurt? Oh, I can see this is going to be a rough atmosphere. That's all right. I know how to deal with it. Would you touch somebody else and say, Lord, thank you for my hurt? Can we give God three seconds of worship? Watch this. Not for the people that helped us, but for the people that hurt us. Why? Because what hurt us deepest ended up helping us most. Go. Watch me. Watch me. Watch me. Watch me. Watch me. Uh, more people, in my research, I discovered more people die from hospital-related infections every year than car accidents, which means the same place that heals can hurt. Why? Because there's people there. You, in fact, there's 12 top of the germiest places. You want to know who they are? Watch this. Your house. You know why it's germy? You there. Restaurants, you want to know why it's Germany? We're there. Your workplace, you want to know why it's Germany? We're there. Airplanes, you want to know why it's Germany? We're there. Swimming pools, you want to know why they're Germany? We're there. Amazingly enough, all of these places that bring help and benefit are the same places that can bring hurt and bacteria. Now, now, why is this important to understand? Because you will start expecting perfection from a place when it doesn't exist anywhere else. You'll expect your neighbor to be perfect, not realizing, watch this, they're in the same hospital you in. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. You'll be expecting somebody on your road. You're supposed to be a Christian. You're supposed to be this. But guess what? We're all works in progress. And I need you to stop being mad at people because they're not as mature as you, because they're not as far along as you, because they've not graduated to the level of spiritual area, that nature that you have. So we got to represent this concept because, because sometimes people say, well, I, I got church hurt. I got church hurt. No, a 
person did this to you. And it is wrong for anyone to hold God responsible for the actions of another human being. You don't hold your supervisor responsible for that liar that's been in your department for 14 years. Y'all not saying nothing to me. You still go around your family that stole from you four years ago. It's the elephant in the room that gets swept up under the rug. Y'all not saying nothing to me. All right, here's another thing. I don't need no man telling me what to do. <laughs> I only go to church when I really need it. Does it ever say that's wrong? First of all, Jeremiah 23, 4 says that God gives you a pastor to follow. That's number one. That's the Bible. So God, this is God's idea. This is God's idea that every person has a pastor. Say every person, every person. needs a pastor. But then watch this. 1 Corinthians 12, 18 says that, watch this, God sets you in a church for you to fully commit to. Maybe you keep having to start over because you won't fully commit to where you've been set. It's quiet in the church. All right. I like this one. You ready? I like this one. I like this one. This, 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 okay, I like this one. There's too many hypocrites in church. Everybody in there ain't right. Somebody say, that's wrong. I need a louder buzzer. Somebody say, that's wrong. Here's what that's saying. So I guess you don't go to the gym because there's out of shape people there too. I guess you don't go to the dentist because people have bad breath. I guess you don't go to the restaurant because everybody in there eating. Let's be honest. Okay, let's slow this down now, 15. Let's slow this down. Let's talk. Can we talk? Let's talk. How many people you've ever thought that or you know someone that has thought that it's too many hypocrites in church and people ain't right? Okay, great, 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 great. Then apply that everywhere. All these people at work trying to get paid. That's what it's for. All these people at the gym and all of them ain't got six packs. That's what they're trying to get. <laughs> you sound foolish. Getting mad that people are getting out of a place what the place was created for. Y'all ain't got to say nothing. That's cool with it. Watch this. That's like going to a hairstylist. Some of y'all ladies know your hairstylist's hair is toe up. You're like, baby, you need to get in the chair. I, let me do you. Get you adjust for me or something, because this is a mess. <laughs> Fellas, some of your barbers, are the, the most unkept line is all kind of every which way. I, I need you to catch the point. Church is not a museum of perfect people. It's where imperfect people learn to love God. Come on, love people, let's go, and love life. So stop expecting perfection out of people because you're not. Somebody say represent. Let's represent our expectation of this place. Represent our expectation of what this place is supposed to do. Because let me tell you something, there's people here. Which means there's going to be bacteria. Which means there's going to be challenges. Which means there's going to be issues. Which means there's going to be trouble. Are you hearing what I'm saying? All right, now, so, so, so let's take this further. Let's take this further. Uh, church, somebody say church. 
It's this uh, biblical word, ecclesia, which means called out people. See, I just adjusted them, and I don't even need them. All right, I says, which is why, watch me, 1 Peter 2, 9 says this. Let's go. You are a chosen race. Somebody say, he wanted me. For everybody else that did not want you, that's okay. Can I get you to put one hand in the air and say, he wanted me. Come on, say it again. Say, he wanted me. All right. Not only are you a chosen race, but watch this. You're a royal priesthood. Not only are you chosen, not only did he want you, but watch this. You're also royalty. Watch this. And everybody can't ride with royalty. I need you to not be mad about who has been dismissed because they're not part of the royal family. I need you not to be angry about people who accuse you of doing too much and thinking too, and you think you all listen, you think you all that. The reason that somebody would feel that way is because they're not royalty. So whenever you're sitting around royalty, you'll always be intimidated. I need you to stop trying to water down who you are to make people who are too weak for you to accept you. Would you touch your neighbor and say you are royalty? But let's go further. A holy nation. What does that mean? Holy means to be distinct, not extinct. Watch this. So you're not supposed to be like everyone else. I wish you'd stop comparing your life with somebody else's. I wish you'd stop comparing who you are to somebody else. When you are holy, somebody shout, I'm holy. I said shout it, not say it loud. Shout, I'm holy. That means you are distinct, which means, listen to me, ladies, you're not supposed to be like every other chick. Listen to me, fellas, you're not supposed to be like every other man. You're supposed to be distinct. You're supposed to be set apart. Stop comparing your life to somebody else's life, because what's going to happen is you will watch this. You will come down to their level instead of making people come up to the level God has set for you. So not only did he want you, not only are you royalty, but somebody said, I'm distinct. Then he says, you are people for his own possession. This is amazing to me. He says, you are people for his own possession. Somebody say, he owns me. Now, that's deep. Watch this, because 2,000 years ago when he hung on that cross on Calvary, which was known as Golgotha. Golgotha was the place where Adam's bones were buried. So when Jesus was hanging on uh, that place, he literally, his blood was being shed to go down to undo what the original Adam did, which is why Jesus was referred to as the second Adam. Because any place that his blood touched, it was in fact redeeming something for us. So everything Adam gave up freely, Jesus brought back with his blood. He brought back with his life. Adam gave up authority, Jesus gave it back. Adam gave up power, Jesus gave it back. Adam gave up position, Jesus gave it back. Adam gave up his right to run the show, Jesus gave it back to us. But here's what you need to know. You are his possession. Now for everybody, for every control freak in here, that just made your neck twitch. Because your whole life you've prided yourself on running your show, which explains your results. When you realize you are his possession, that means he gets to do what he wants to do with you, when he wants to do it, how he wants to do it, the way he wants to do it. Watch me. And you don't get to, watch this, disagree with it. Let your car disagree with you. You know what you'll do? Get another one. And I wish you knew that you were sitting next to somebody that's already tried it their way and they have discovered that their way does not work. I wish you knew that there was somebody on your road who's already been there, done that, and got the t-shirt and realizes, watch this, the only way to do this thing is God's way. Can I get everybody in here to lift both of your hands and say, Lord, your will be done in my life. Say 24-7. 
Yeah, I need his will on Sunday. I need it on Monday. I need it on Tuesday. I need it on Wednesday. I need it on Thursday. I need it on Friday. I need it on Saturday. I need it on Sunday. I need it on Monday. I, every single day because I'm not my own, so I don't run my show. Somebody say, I'm his possession. No, you ain't saying it like you mean it. Say, I'm his possession. I rebuke that lethargy, that lethargy that's in this room. Uh, what's this? What's this? And Holy Ghost, stir this atmosphere now in Jesus' name. Can you lift your hand and say, Lord, I'm your possession? Which means, which means, what's me? Which means you don't run your show. Anything you own, you tell it what to do. Now, now I need you to get that. I need you to get that. So watch this. He wants you, your royalty, your distinct. He owns you, watch this next part, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness. Now, remember the word ecclesia or church, it means the called out. So watch this, who called you out. Somebody say church brings change. So here's what he does. He calls you out. He uses church to call you out of darkness into light. Now, now I need you to catch that. I need you to catch that. Everybody's darkness is different, so the light needed will vary. What do you mean by that? See, for some of you, when I start preaching about money, that's been your darkness. So when light gets shown, you shout. For some of y'all, you're loaded. You're good. So money ain't your issue. You're just lonely. So when I start talking about relationships, then all of a sudden the light gets shined. And when the light gets shined, all of a sudden you begin to rejoice. And for some of you, watch this, that's not the issue. For some of you, it's your relationships. You got forgiveness issues. And so what ends up happening is that, watch this, when I'm talking about money, you don't say nothing. When I'm talking about uh, 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 loneliness, you don't say nothing. But then when I come over there to relationships, all of a sudden you start to, something in you starts to change. Why? Because everybody's darkness is different, so everybody's light is different. So don't be mad because somebody next to you is clapping and shouting because you don't know what their darkness was. Don't be mad that somebody next to you is clapping when they're talking about my house is next because you didn't know the dark days when they didn't even have a house to be next. I wish. Watch me. Watch me. Into his marvelous light. Stop. The call is constant. God is always turning on the light. And whatever areas of darkness there are. Let's look at darkness. Darkness in scripture means the absence of the knowledge of God. Let's look at another one. It means God says that area hasn't been taken care of yet. It's kind of like if you have a storage room or an attic or a trunk. Well, watch this. You, you don't spend a lot of time there. So because you don't spend a lot of time there, what ends up happening consequently is that you rarely turn the light on. You rarely turn the light on because you don't want to see what you have to deal with. I wish, I wish there were honest people on your row. Would you just look up and down your row and say, this row's getting set free today. Look up. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I need you to look up and down your row and say, this row's getting set free today. This row. Because some of y'all have been scared for the light. There's conversations you've been avoiding. There's issues you've been avoiding. There's things you've been avoiding. And God says, I want to shine the light. Old school song says, shine on me. <laughs> y'all don't know nothing about that. Watch. He says, he says, the call is constant. I'm constantly turning on light in areas of your life, especially the ones you don't want to talk about. Especially the areas you don't want to deal with. Someone say the light is on. The light is 
Now, check this. Check this. Every time we're in church, he shines the light. That's why it's so important to understand the purpose of the messages. Yes, they're to give you comfort, but they're also to bring, what's this, confrontation. It's not God's word if you only comfort it. Read your Bible. Jesus says, I didn't come to bring peace. I came to bring a sword. He said that the mothers would be against the daughters, the fathers against the sons. What was he saying? He says, once the light comes on for you, there's going to be some people around you that don't want the light. So watch this. They're going to be against you because you got light now. I need you to not be angry that your family members don't understand you. I need you to not be angry that some of your friends you used to run with do not understand you. It's because once the light is on for you, there's going to be some people that can't adjust to the brightness of the light that you've become. Now, 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 check this out, check this out, check this out. He calls every area of your life out of darkness. What is darkness? What it was, into light, what it should be. Listen to me. You can't quit on God nor church just because the process is messy. Somebody say, it's messy. it's messy. Whenever you turn the light on and start cleaning stuff up, it's messy. Whenever you turn the light on to really deal with how you feel about your mama, your daddy, your cousin, your niece, your uncle, your auntie, whenever you do that, hear me, all of a sudden now, things get real. Somebody say, things get real. And when things get real, watch this. The temptation is turn the lights back off. The temptation is, let's just talk about this tomorrow. I rebuke the runner in you. I rebuke the parts of you that say, I'll deal with it next week. Watch me. I even rebuke your procrastination. If you've had an issue procrastinating, I need you to throw one hand in the air and say, not again, not again. Procrastination is really a form of pride. Because what you're saying is, I'm so good that I don't need a head start. What you're saying is, I'm so good that I don't need to deal with that today. Whenever the light comes on, God says, I'm going to constantly call you out of darkness. I'm going to constantly present light to you. Now, now check this out. Take this out. Somebody say, but it's messy. But it's messy. So let me show you a story real quick to prove the point. Luke chapter 5. We're going to look from verses 1 down through around verse number 11. And it says this. On one occasion, occasion excuse me. While the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, I wish that spirit would be in this place. I, let me just get this room right. I, 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 wish there, I wish there was an atmosphere and an attitude that, watch this, that the moment the word was coming, there was a pressing to hear it. Somebody said, Lord, I'm thirsty. Say, Lord, I'm hungry. Look at this. He says, the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word. In other words, the more he preached, the closer they got. Because here's what they realized. What do we have to lose? Because the way we've been doing it ain't working no how. So what do we have to do, uh, what do we have to lose letting the light change and pull us out of darkness? I wish you didn't think you were already arrived. That's the reason it's so difficult for some people to hear the word. It's because you think you've arrived. You think, watch this, because you ain't struggling like somebody else you know you've arrived. But I wish there was somebody in this atmosphere that realized, watch this, while God may have been good, there's more. Why? He takes me from faith to faith, from level to level, from glory to glory. Can I get you to throw both of your hands up and say, Lord, there's more. And say, I want it. 
when you think you've arrived, when the word comes, you'll back up from it. But when you realize, God, I need you just like that fish need water. God, I need to see more. God, I got to stay close to you. Why? Because what you've given me, I don't want to lose. What you've given me, I don't want to mishandle. What you've given me, I don't want to be a bad steward over. So I got to get closer. Somebody, I got to get closer. Look, they pressed in on him just to hear the word. He was standing by the lake, Genesaret. Uh, now, here's what's interesting. That, that word there means, watch this, a rich place. It means a rich place. Somebody say a rich place. In other words, when they pressed in on the word, they found a rich place. What does rich mean? Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, all is well. God says, watch this, some of the reason why there's lack is because there's no press. And I wish that there was somebody on your row that has decided that I'm not tolerating lack in any area of my life. For you, maybe it's not finances. Maybe it's self-esteem. Maybe it's not self-esteem. Remember, everybody's darkness is different, so everybody's light is different. Whatever it is, just somebody say, I'm not tolerating lack. I'm not. Watch this. Verse 2. And he saw two boats by the lake, but the fishermen had gone out of them, and they were washing their nets. This is amazing to me. So the fishermen were done. Somebody say they were done. And say, say, say they were cleaning up. This is tantamount to this. The party's over. You cleaning up. The doorbell rings. And somebody talking about, let's get the party started. And your mind, you should have got here on time. Can I tell you, God is not operating by your time. So to everybody that said, Lord, why didn't you do this last week? Why didn't you do this last month? Why didn't you do this last year? God says, I run the show. Why? You are my possession. I am not your possession. So the party starts when I get there. Would you touch your neighbors at the party about to start? Party about to start. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Try somebody else on your road. Say, the party's about to start for you. Why? You're in winning season. And I don't care what it was, it's getting ready to change. God says, I know it didn't go right, but it couldn't go right until I showed up. And when I showed up, the party's getting ready. Let's get it started. Watch it, watch it. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Verse 3, getting into one of the boats, which was Simon. Simon uh, was one of the 12. Simon, uh, we know later on, is Simon Peter and then Peter. Simon means snub nose. It means proud. It means arrogant. <clears throat> so uh, Simon is this arrogant man who thinks that his little fishing business is really about something. <laughs> he thinks his little fishing business is really something. So he thinks he's arrived. And the danger with thinking you've arrived is that the light won't work. Because when the light shines on something, you'll say, but doesn't it look fine? Except for all of the part that's messed up. So this is an important lesson. This is an important lesson because God's about to shine the light on him. God's about to shine the light on the people with him. Watch this. And God's about to call him out of something. It's a whole lot getting ready to happen in this story. So he gets in one of the boats, which was Simon. So he's getting in my boat. And he asked him to put out a little from the land. He said, listen, Simon, I need you, watch this, to detach from your comfort. He said, watch this, I need you to get to a place, watch this, where you're not so close to your comfort. And hear me, for many of us, watch this, what's happening in the last quarter of this year is that God is pushing you out of your comfort zone. Watch this, and I need you to be okay with that. 
I need you to be okay with the fact that you don't fully understand it. I need you to be okay with the fact that you don't have the education. Let me tell you why you don't. Because your snub-nosed arrogance might make you think that he did it because of you. And sometimes God says, I need to show you that I'm the one that did it. Somebody say, Lord, you did it. Lord, you did it. He says, get out from the land a little bit. He says, detach from, watch this, you've anchored your boat because you were out of your boat cleaning your nets. You were done. And when you're done, that's when I show up. When you're ready to stop, shut up, and put up, that's when I'm ready to open up. So he sits down in the boat, and he teaches the people from the boat. So Jesus sits in the boat. Jesus is teaching the people from the boat. No microphone, no bullhorn, nothing. His voice is emanating because the people have a hunger. The people have a thirst because they say we need the light to pull us out of darkness. Somebody say church brings change. Verse 4, and, uh, and when he had finished speaking, he finished the word. Once the word finished, watch this, now what he just preached, they have to live. What he just taught, they now have to walk out. I pray that you don't watch this, think that these messages only apply in these four walls. Once you hear it in here, you got to go live it out there. Monday's coming. And when Monday comes, you got to be ready to take Monday's head off. Matter of fact, let me shift this atmosphere. I prophesied that this is a week where you walk out of it with some major victories. I prophesied that this is a week where you take the head off of some stuff that's been stressing you out. This is the week where, watch this, your response shift and your response changes. Somebody say major victories this week. So Jesus preaches, and when he finishes preaching, he says to Simon, notice how it's calling him Simon. Because really, Jesus isn't really talking to the man because the man is covered with his pride. So he can't even get to the man because the man's pride is so thick. He can't even get to the woman because her arrogance is so thick. She thinks she knows it all because she's better than her sister. She thinks she knows it all because she's better than her cousin. And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out your uh, into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Stop. What did the story just tell us? They were cleaning up the boats. They were cleaning their nets. Jesus hijacks their boat and says, let me give you a word. And then once he gives them a word, he says, listen, let's go fishing. But Lord, watch this. We just finished. You watched us finish. You watched us clean our nets. We washed our hands of trying. We washed our hands of trying. We washed our hands of even making an attempt. He says, put out into the deep. Now, it's interesting. That word deep there means, watch this, go to the valley. In other words, watch me, look at me. Right after he gets a word, he says, let's go to a valley. No, 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 you're not listening to me. Because sometimes you'll hear things amazing in church. And then the moment you hear it, here's next. Let's go to the valley. What's in the valley? There's a lily. (laughs) Come here. What's in the valley? There's a lesson. What's in the valley? The word I heard, I'm going to see it manifest, and I'm going to see it manifest in the valley. But there's another, there's another meaning here. It's the word bathos, which means take a bath in it. Bathing is different than showering. 
Uh, all my ladies that take these four-hour baths and your water bills be sky high. Watch me. He says, watch me. He says, he says, he says, listen. He says, Peter, let me tell you why you didn't catch nothing before. You weren't fully committed. You only wanted easy wins. You didn't want to put in the effort to see the, the, the big win. So when you didn't get easy wins anymore, you packed up. When you didn't get easy wins anymore, you said, I'm not doing this anymore. Let me come down your row. When your job got a little bit more challenging, all of a sudden your season shifted, but you didn't finish the last one. So y'all ain't going to talk to me. I'm going to... He says, Peter, Simon, excuse me, because I ain't even talking to Peter. Your pride is so thick, I can't even get to you. So he says, pride, that's what he calls him. He says, take a bath in this. He says, and let down your nets or catch. He says, fully commit. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, if you're going to do it, do it. If you're going to sing, sing. If you're going to play, play. If you're going to serve, serve. If you're going to work, work. Ain't nobody got time for your half. Touch your neighbor, say, do it. If you're going to be married, do it, man. If you're going to lose weight, do it. How are you this inconsistent about something you say you won't? Oh, I'm coming for your road. Would you touch your neighbor on the shoulder and say, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. results with 25% effort. Come here old school church 99 and a half just won't do. He says Peter your pride makes you half ass stuff. I'm not cussing. Put up Deuteronomy 22.10 in the King James Version. Your pride makes you think you can show up late and get it done. Your pride makes you think you got it figured out. Your pride makes you think you know more than who's teaching you. Can you read this verse? One, two, ready, read. And a half ass together. Go back to Luke. I need you to lay your hands on yourself again and say, do it. Whatever you're going to do, I need you to fully commit to. I need you to jump in all the way. I need you to say, this is what I'm doing. I'm going to do it, and I'm going to do it well. If there's anybody in here that that's your desire for the last three months of this year, and matter of fact, the rest of your life, can I get you to release five seconds of glory? Go, go, five. Come on, three. Come on, two. Come on, one. Somebody holler, yes, Lord. You didn't come this far to half do it now. You came this far so you could go all the way in. All the way in. I'm ready. You ready? Let's go. You see what we just did? I took authority over this atmosphere and we shifted this thing. Somebody say, let's go. Let me finish. He says, he says, Peter, excuse me, not Peter's pride, because I can't even talk to Pete. Peter, you're a rock, but nobody gets to see that because you're arrogance. He says, Peter, you're really a strong man, but you're so arrogant, you're a sensitive, weak one. 
Because your pride makes you take everything personal. Somebody checks you, you get personal. He says, put out into the deep. He says, and put them nets down. Lord, I just finished cleaning them. You're my possession. And if I said, put that net out. Can I get some old school mamas in the room? Some old school daddies in the room now? Watch this. There are certain things you didn't even finish saying to your kids. And they had to interpret what you were saying through your teeth. That's what God's doing to some of y'all. You better shut the complaint up. You better eat that banana. What you asked for it for? Google it. That's an old school saying. You asked to be great, so deal with your gutter. You asked to be used, so let them use you. Watch me. Let's finish. What's this? And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put onto the deep, let down your nets for a catch. He said, Peter, let's go to a valley. And he said, I need you to fully commit to the valley. Woo! He says, Peter, you're going to deal with some stuff that makes you want to snap, crackle, and pop, and I need you to commit to it. I'm going to throw this microphone. You, you go, I promise you, if I throw it, y'all, I need another one ready. I'm not even playing. Watch me. He says, you're going to deal with a valley, and I need you to commit to it. Because the valley is going to make you want to quit. The valley is going to make you want to give up. In fact, during the valley, watch this. In your head, you're going to actually quit. But I'm not going to let it come out of your mouth. He said, in the valley... You're going to want to say, I can't take no more, but I'm not going to let it come out of your mouth. Why? Life and death are in the power of the tongue. I need you to think it, but you show you better not say nothing. You better not say nothing. Commit to it. Take a bath in it. Chandra Take a bath in it. Look at verse 5. And pride answered. Master. I toiled all night. Why would he fish at night? Fishing's better at night. When you fish at night, one, the heat, okay? In the day, the heat is going to keep the fish down. At nighttime, evening time, fish are going to come to the surface. Second thing, watch this, is that when it's nighttime, the, the light makes the predator fish come out, which means the fish you're trying to catch will stay away because their predators are also there, which means the fish you do catch are a miracle. Because they evaded their predators. Let me work this word, please. Pride answered. Watch this. Touch your neighbor and say, stop letting pride answer. That's why you make so many excuses. You're prideful. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. That's why you always got a reason for why it didn't get done. Touch your neighbor and say, kill that pride. Kill that pride. It's pride. Pride said, we toiled all night and we got nothing. Think about all night. Think about it. They didn't have radio, they didn't have iPod, they didn't have playlists. So they just out there talking, shooting the breeze. The problem is the people around Peter were like Peter, so nobody checked Peter. I pray you have people around you that'll check you when you're in your assignment. I pray you have people around you that will check you when you're wrong. He says, we've toiled all night and we took nothing. Watch this. He says, but at your word, I need everybody, please, 
to get this point. If you don't get nothing else, I'm almost through. But I need you to lay your hands on yourself. Say, Lord, at your word. Meaning when you say it, I'm going to do it. When you say it, I'm going to do it. When you say it, I'm going to do it. He says, we took nothing. But at your word, I'll let down the nets. He says, I'm going to do it because you told me to. I says, the issue some people have is that you want a why. And touch your neighbor and say, he doesn't have to give you that. See, you're his possession. That's why you got to understand that. See, if I tell, listen, this is mine, okay? This is my, I bought it, or somebody bought it, and it's mine. <laughs> I bought it effectively, okay? It's mine. Got it? Touch your neighbor and say, that's bishops. So it doesn't have an option to tell me. I don't feel like fishing today. <laughs> you going to fish today? Or I will go to the store and I have another you in a minute. Matter of fact, they'll be here any minute. I wish you don't, watch this, I hope you don't get passed over because you wouldn't be picked. Let's go old school church. Say, Lord, don't pass me by. Watch. He says, we've toiled all night. We didn't get anything. He said, but if you tell me to, I'm going to let down the nets. Verse 6. And when he obeyed, look at me. To everybody who's waiting on a win, I'll tell you why you haven't seen it. You ain't let the net down. You have not yet followed the instruction. You thought about it. You wrote it on your notepad. You emailed yourself about it. You talked to somebody about how you're going to do it. You just haven't done it yet. Today, I got an assignment, which explains why I had to fight through a little bit of atmosphere. That's to push everybody to your due. That's to push everybody to your due. Do me a favor, touch somebody on the shoulder and just say, I'm pushing you. Uh-uh, uh-uh, get somebody else. Say, I'm pushing you. Uh-uh, wrong person. I hope the third one gets it. Push him, touch him on their shoulder say, I'm pushing you into your due. I ain't talking about it. Watch me do it. I'm not just speaking about it. Watch me do it. Somebody say, do it already. And when they did this, once they did it, once they actually sowed the seed, not talked about it, Once they actually forgave, not thought about how forgiveness would be good to do. What's what they did? They enclosed. Shut up. It doesn't say an English standard caught. It says enclosed, which means the fish came to them. Y'all are playing with me, and I ain't playing with y'all. Watch me. When they obeyed, say enclosed. This is my fishbowl. Now, this isn't deep. This is not deep. There's no Hebrew or Greek here. This is not deep. Which means, it's, touch your neighbor say, it's about to come to you. You didn't even send your resume out. They're about to call you. You ain't saying nothing to me. You didn't, you didn't even apply for it. They're about to call you. Why? Somebody say, it's coming to me. I need everybody to do this.
Go! Do it! Do it! Do it! Do it! When the fish saw their net, God made the fish swim into their net. So they didn't have to catch them. They just had to close what came to them. Touch your name and say, close the deal this week. I promise you I want to. Somebody say, close the deal this week. Don't let this one go into the week after. And when they done this, they enclosed a large number of fish. And their nets were what? Breaking. In other words, big came at an unexpected time. When did big come? When they were tired, didn't catch nothing all night. They were cleaning up and said, I'm done with this. I'm done doing this because I've toiled and my toil didn't get me anything. But God said, what I'm trying to do here, Simon, is help you understand church brings change. What I'm trying to do here, Simon, is let you understand I'm using this to teach you something about me and to teach the people around you something about me. See, the old you, that would have been acceptable. It would have been acceptable for you to say, I tried all night and it doesn't work. But I put some light on your pride. Come here. I put some light on your pride, and I'm showing you something. In other words, God says, watch the light. Here it is. And when they done this, they enclosed a large number of fish, and their nets were breaking. Say, big's coming. It didn't say that the next broke. It said that it was so much the next started to break. They were breaking. Didn't say that they fully broke. God says, I'm not going to let you lose anything. You cried for this. You prayed for this. I guess I'm only talking to me. You sold for this. You gave for this. You, 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 you put in the work for this. I'm not going to let you lose Somebody say, no more loss. Next verse. It says, let me finish it. It was so much they signaled to their partners <laughs> in the other boat. They're like, come over here, man. What are you doing? What are you talking about? Come on over here, man. Come on over here. Come on over here. I need your help. God's sending you help. Some of you have been saying, God, how am I supposed to do this? How am I supposed to do this? How am I supposed to do this? Somebody say, help's coming to me. Why is all of this happening? It ain't just because. It's because Peter obeyed. And when Peter obeyed the instruction, he opened up himself, watch this, to a whole mound of manifestation. Watch. They signaled the partners in the boat, come help them. And they came and filled their boats. The boat, excuse me. So that they began to sink. Didn't sink. Started to. This time they weren't sinking from failure. This time they were sinking from success. In other words, you're about to have a different set of problems. The problems you're about to deal with are not problems because you do not have. It's going to be because you have Touch your neighbor and say, your problems are about to change. 
It ain't going to be because you, watch this, you don't have anybody to hire. It's going to be because you got so many people you could hire. You got to pick. I'm talking about what I know. They signaled their partners in the other boat, said, come help me. And they filled the boats. So they began to sink. Overnight, they toiled, got nothing. This is an old preaching term, but it works. You ready? God gave them double. Because of the trouble. When did they have trouble? In the darkness. When did the trouble end? In the light. What was God doing to Peter? He was saying, let me bring some change in your life. And church brings change. Church brings change. Church brings change. Stop. Verse 8. But when Simon Peter saw it, stop. He wasn't nothing but pride. But then once the light was shown, now some of that pride has been knocked off. And now he's called Simon Peter. Peter comes from the Greek Petros, which means rock. Would you touch your neighbor and say, you're solid as a rock. That's why you have to deal with so much so that you learn how to be. That's why you had so much instability. You needed to learn to be. But when Simon Peter, his name shifts, saw it. Still a little pride on there. He fell down at Jesus' knees saying, depart from me. I'm a sinful man, O Lord. You were too arrogant a minute ago, and now you're repenting. A minute ago, you were trying to tell me how you're the expert fisherman. Don't nobody fish like you do. And now, now you're saying, Lord, I'm a sinner. In other words, humility hit him. Hmm. Somebody say humility hit him. He says, we just went fishing, caught some fish. What was Jesus doing to Peter? Catching him. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. I told you there's so many levels here. He says, Peter, you just had a great catch. But the truth was, is even though you were with me, I hadn't caught you. I just caught you. Touch your neighbor and say, God's catching you. He fished you out of darkness and brought you in the light. He had to use different bait. I, I have to preach it the way I want to at the liberty. He had to use different bait. Because watch this. Peter needed this type of bait to pull him out of his darkness. Because everybody's darkness is different. So everybody's bait is different. Because everybody's light is different. Watch the next part of the verse. I got to finish. I'm finishing my time. Verse 9. For he, watch, and all who were with him. So now what did Jesus do? He called everybody around Peter. Watch me. The same people that saw him fail last night. We're going to be the same people that saw him win. 
Let me tell you why God didn't get rid of your enemies. He needs them to see. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Let me tell you why that person still been kind of messing with you. He says, I need them to see. Because you thought this was only about you. God says, I'm about to get even your enemies saved. I'm about to get your greatest haters saved. I'm about to get the people who said you what. I'm about to get the people that talk about you for coming to church. I'm about to get them too. Watch. 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 Verse 10. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you ready? You will be catching men. He says, I used this to teach you what you got to do. Lay your hands on yourself and say, it was necessary. Verse 11. Verse 10 says, and now on. Someone say, from now on. Look at verse 11. And when they had brought their boats to land, so they didn't sink. God just wanted to show how heavy it was. Why didn't they sink? Because Peter shifted to be the rock. So he counterbalanced. The nets were pulling him down over here. But because he was a rock, he counterbalanced. Because some of you, you need to get ready for the weight of the success and the wins. The last 13 years of my life have been ready to get, have been preparing me to get ready. To counterbalance this success. Look at me. They brought their boats to land. I'm done. Can I get everybody to stand? I'm done. They brought their boats to land and left everything and followed him. Can I ask you a question? What won't you leave for him? What won't you leave for him? What won't you leave for him? Can I get everybody in here to say, Lord, you've shined light on my life today. Say, church brings change. Jesus was teaching Peter church. He was teaching him change. He was teaching him he was teaching the principles. And the most interesting of all of the verses to me is this last one. Because when they saw him do this, they said, Phew. I think about it, y'all. It was one win. But that one win made them change the rest of their life. What plans 
have you not changed? Say, Lord, your will be done. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, and at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God, and they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father... In the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word decision to the phone number 59769. And when you do, I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Trying to grab all the groceries in one trip? Oof, not how you would have done that. You know sometimes less is more. Like when you drive less and save with the USAA annual mileage discount. USAA, get a quote today. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.